you can make money and earn a living doing what you love? Are you tired of constantly jumping on the next business venture that makes overnight promises? Or maybe you're currently building someone else's dream, working a nine to five. I'm Shauna Parker, and I'm a life coach who helps everyday people just like you figure out how to make a living doing what you love, whether that is to bake cupcakes for a living or simply be able to read books and share with others what you have learned. You can be, do, and have anything as long as you have the right mindset, habits, and yes, faith. So grab a notebook and your favorite pen because friend, it's time to take action. It was January of 2021 and I was sitting in an interview. It was my first interview since I was laid off in February of 2020. Since the pandemic hit that following month in March, no one was hiring because Well, the world was shut down. As I'm sure it was for everyone, 2020 was a year of all kinds of emotions. For my family, not only was I laid off from a job that I thought I would retire from, but that following month, we almost lost my dad. Long story short, we went on lockdown the day after he went into the hospital, and we didn't see him again for nine months. That was a trigger that sent me on a journey to find my purpose because I didn't necessarily wanna go back to work for someone else and risk losing my job again. So I took a lot of assessments and quizzes and I did a lot of praying. Everything kept pointing back to coaching. So in October of 2020, I signed up through More To Be and I got certified through Life Breakthrough Academy and got my biblical life coach certification. My class graduated in January, but because unemployment had run out months before, and my severance was gone by this point, I had no other choice except to find a job, at least until I could figure this whole coaching thing out. So there I was sitting in my first interview in four years. I didn't want the job, I needed the job. I knew as soon as I walked in, I was gonna have to sell myself because it was a sales job after all. As I sat there full of confidence telling myself I got this, the manager interviewing me asked me, are you competitive? Without thinking, I looked him straight in the eye, I leaned in and I said, I'm a silent competitor. And then I just sat back. It was a straight up confidence move, let me tell you. I don't even know where that came from because I have never said such a thing before. In fact, I have never even thought of myself as a competitive person. Anyway, he leaned in and he said, tell me more. It was like he had never heard anyone say that they were a silent competitor before. Before I knew it, I was telling him how I might be quiet as I am an introvert, but when it comes to work, my alter ego just kind of comes out. I told him how I will be quiet around coworkers, but that's because I'm watching, listening, and learning so that when I go out to interact with customers, I have all the energy I need. I know my introvert listeners know exactly what I'm talking about. Then I went on to tell him how even though I'm a silent competitor, I really just compete with myself. Again, I have no idea where that came from either, but you know, I needed that job and I wasn't gonna let anything get in my way. Okay, here's where the story really gets interesting. I got the job. I had barely made it home that day and he was calling me, telling me the job was mine if I wanted it. So of course I took the job because I needed it. I had bills to pay, but I had no idea if I could even sell the product. As a matter of fact, I was terrified. All I could think was, Who on earth is gonna spend $2,000 on some arch supports? My first day on the job, I asked as many questions as possible. Questions like, what was the average sales to hit for the month? 
A coworker had told me if you can hit 55,000, you're doing pretty good. It may have been 50,000, I don't remember. Well, I didn't want to be average and I didn't want to be good. In fact, I wanted to prove to myself that I was self-competitive, so I set a goal for 65,000 and I went to work. I would come home and do presentations on my husband, who was very analytical, by the way. And then every morning before work, I would write my goal down, kind of like in the present tense, maybe the past tense. It would read something like this. I wrote $65,000 in sales by February 28th at 6 p.m. I did this by helping customers get relief with our three-step package. And it had a little bit more to it, but I can't remember exactly what I wrote. Honestly, I wish I would have kept that notebook. I know that I took Napoleon Hill's uh, definite purpose statement and I just tweaked it to work for me. That reminds me, I really need to record an episode on your definite purpose. So as the month went by, I would check my numbers, but (laughs) I would also check my coworkers' numbers too. However, my focus was to get to 65,000 in sales by February 28th by 6 p.m. because that's when we closed the store. My first two weeks were crap, let me tell you. I had the most walks. So walks is when a customer comes in and they don't purchase anything. I also had a lot of be-backs. So a be-back is when a customer comes in, they don't purchase anything, but they say, I'll be back on payday. And according to my coworkers, people never come back. That's why they call them be-backs. Here's the really, really interesting part though. The last two weeks of February, my sales took off. Not only did I have the most be-backs show back up and purchase from me, but I also outsold everyone, including the top two salespeople. I finished the month off with $68,000 and some change. Not only did I hit my goal, but I overachieved it. I believe that there are several reasons why this happened. First, I competed with myself. Second, I stayed focused on the process that would get me to my goal, even when it didn't seem like it was gonna happen. Third, I used my coworkers as motivation to do better. Fourth, I asked a lot of questions and I implemented what I was told. So you clearly either A, have a business, or B, are working on one if you're listening to this podcast. Whichever it may be, it is important that you compete with yourself and not others in your industry. When you compete with yourself, you gain confidence and courage. It's also important to do it silently. Don't share your goals and your dreams with the dream stillers the people who will laugh at you and tell you you can't do it, even if they are family, and yes, even if it's your spouse. Now true, sometimes I will look at my husband and I will say something like, I'm gonna make X amount of dollars this month. That's it, nothing else. At this point in our marriage, he will look at me and he will say, okay. (laughs) But early on in our marriage, he would look at me with confusion and he'd just shake his head. And I could tell that he would kind of laugh underneath his voice. The reason I do this is because I just made it known what I'm about to do. But I didn't make it known for him. I made it known for me. Because now I have to step up and do it. So that way he can look back and say, you told me you were going to do that and you did. That right there is self-competition. And why you should be competing with yourself and not others. That's all I have for today. Come join us in the Make Money Doing What You Love Facebook group. I would love to hear all about your self-competitiveness. However, if you're dealing with procrastination or you feel stuck, but you are also fed up and ready to turn your passion into a profitable business, then we need to work together. Seriously, my clients and past clients are doing some pretty amazing things. 
Allison is making her income goal because she changed her money mindset. Lori is looking at new ways to get her crafts into the world. Teresa is helping people swap stores left and right. I think she just told me yesterday she helped like six people in one day or something. And then there is Amy. Okay, I have to brag on Amy a little bit here. See, when Amy came to me, she was stuck. She knew what she wanted and she had a plan, but things were getting in her way, like procrastination, perfectionism, and some tech stuff on the back end, just to name a few. This is literally only our second week working together, if you don't count our onboarding call, yet she has already made so much progress. She went from having an idea to having all her videos recorded for her Ditch the Grocery Store Challenge and is almost ready to launch, but is still dealing with some tech, some tech issues in her back office. But seriously, how awesome is that? Once her challenge is launched, we get to work on her membership. And then a podcast, which is something that has been tugging at her heart for a while. Although I won't be teaching her how to podcast because I'm a coach, not a teacher, and that isn't my zone of genius, as my coach says, I still get to hold her accountable and coach her through it when she gets stuck. You too can have the same success. You just have to take that first step. Friend, just like Tom Ziegler says, change starts with you, but it doesn't start until you do. You can find the link to join the Facebook group and enroll to work with me down in the show notes. Be sure to message me on Instagram if you have any questions. As always, I'm going to leave you with something to think about. Be your own competition. For the only person who can truly push you to be better than you were yesterday is you. Real quick before you go, if you got value or learned something new, would you mind leaving me a review on Apple Podcasts? This helps others to find the podcast so that they too can make money doing what they love. And remember, with the right mindset, habits, and faith, the possibilities are endless. Need help figuring it all out? Then you're going to want to check out my How to Make Money Doing What You Love Masterclass. Check the show notes to learn more.